everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama Podcast. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Latch Mama Podcast is a podcast for the mothers in the trenches of motherhood. Today we are going to talk about some of the early pregnancy woes um, and some tips that have helped us get through the first trimester. You're listening to the Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Hi, Lindy. Hi, friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We've had three amazing days of weather back to back Mm. here in Richmond. It's like spring, but not spring because it's going to trick us because it's going to get cold again. But it's been super awesome. You take what you can get, right? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Even if it's one day a week. But it's like I'm in this weird like closed transition. Yeah. Well, then again, I'm never in a, not in a closed transition. I have like laundry baskets of like my sweaters, mm. but then I have spring stuff in my drawers. It's a whole big thing. My bedroom what, looks like, like a hoarder. Not lives nursing, in it. Uh-huh. changing sizes. Oh, all it's those a mess. Things. Yeah, it's yeah. A, my life with clothing is an absolute mess right now. And then sometimes I get taken by Instagram <laughs> ads, and then I just buy like I another hoodie. Seen that beautiful top. That you Which one? Oh, I can't wear it yet. It's not spring what? yet. Oh, yeah, that well. was that was not a good day when I got taken by a free people ad or something. I don't I know. I totally what it was. saw that one too. It was it was, it was gorgeous, amazing. Yeah. Anyways, I always say that it's for like product knowledge and development and marketing, <laughs> but then it's really not. It just sits in my piles of clothes in my room. Anyways, if you like to collect clothes, um, running an e-com clothing company is not a good thing because you end up with clothes everywhere. All right. What are we going to talk about? First trimester. Ugh. Yeah. Yuckies. It's so yucks. It's, you know, what's so funny is that I remember almost every single one of my pregnancies somewhere in the first trimester. I said, I'm never, ever, ever doing this again. But then somehow you kind of forget about it. And then you end up doing it again. And then once you're in it, you can't get yourself out of it and you just have to get through it. Yeah. When did, when did, when would things kind of start to hit you? You know, what's really funny is I always got nauseous, like the day, like, like the week of implantation. Like I knew the second, even a drop of HCG was running through my body. Isn't that weird? And then that's, it would pass. That's wild. And then it would pass and then it would come back at like six to seven weeks. But I always knew prior, normally prior to taking a test that they're not probably prior to taking a test, but in the days following, like, mm-hmm. like when my next, like when my period was expected to happen, yeah, I would know that I was pregnant because my body just has to adjust to the beginning HCG and then it gets high enough again or mm-hmm. the progesterone or whatever it is that makes us sick which yeah. is crazy that they still don't know exactly what it is. Um, then once that got high enough, my body would react again. Yeah. I just, I, with my first one, I remembered like, I, just, I didn't even know what to do. Like I wanted to, I had the constant nausea mm-hmm. and I wanted to throw up. And I think for weeks I tried to like, I didn't want that to happen because mm-hmm. I hate throwing up. Like, I feel like it's the worst. It just feels so out of control. Same with my kids. Like, it's just a terrible feeling, right? Yeah. But then as soon as I figured out, well, if I can just throw up, I feel like amazing. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, I can just kind of embrace this and, you know, what happened was going to happen. And, um, it, but it's just the that learning curve mm-hmm. and of course each of them was a little bit different but i did find out you know oh 
I produce a whole lot of kind of stomach acid. And then my, maybe it's because I'm not eat like I don't want to eat. Yeah. So it just kind of builds up. And that is what would mm-hmm. cause like just terrible heartburn and all of that. Um, but I don't know. Did you have any like what? So did, I, yeah. So I didn't, some people don't throw up. Yeah. Some feel nauseous. Some don't. I don't. I didn't throw up much. Um, I had a couple pregnancies where I actually threw up, mm. but not like on the regular. I was just nauseous. And the tiredness, I think as I had more kids and as the business grew, the tiredness was so debilitating to me. Like, it's like I had, like, yeah. I, I couldn't get through the day without napping. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, at our first warehouse, we had this, like, extra small little room that at one point was a playroom for, like, the little, like, my boys that I would bring with me. But I just slept on the floor one day. Like, no pillow, no blanket. Like, I yeah. just laid down and just yeah. passed out. Like, I could sleep anywhere. Like, that was probably worse for me. Mm-hmm. But then when I would wake up from the nap, I would be so sick. Cause like I would just feel like I had the flu cause I was tired and I was probably hungry and my blood sugar was low. Yeah. That was like the worst part for me was just like the whole, I need to nap. So I'm going to nap. But then I wake up and I was just a nightmare. Ugh. Was there anything that you could eat or do that helped? Yeah. I mean, as long as I ate, I was fine, but you don't want to eat cause nothing smells eat. good and nothing, nothing would taste good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like one pregnancy, I was always into citrus I discovered um, apples and cheese one pregnancy. Like, they all just run together, like, what my food was. I remember when I was pregnant with Nathan, I would wake up in the middle of the night and make, like, an Easy Mac and cheese. Like, just the most disgusting. And it's so weird to me how, like, I eat pretty clean. Like, I don't eat a lot of processed foods. But it's so weird that the body almost wants the process stuff because it's safer for you and the baby. I mean, not the chemicals, but like the idea that there aren't any like pathogens or whatever mm-hmm. in like the lettuce or the vegetables and stuff. But like my body just wanted processed food. Give me all the potato mm-hmm. chips, all like the easy Mac. Eric used to make me grilled cheese sandwiches in the middle of the night, which was like really sweet and endearing. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. With Lennox, I got, either Matt made me like an egg sandwich. So it was something that was, it was like an English muffin Couldn't and then do an eggs. egg. And mm. I don't know if it was the protein. It was that. And yeah. then I got a chocolate milk at Wawa every morning. And I don't know if it was like the milk coating my stomach. Like it sounds disgusting. Like those, right? two, it sounds terrible. those two things. I, I mean, I, same with yours, like apples, yeah. like that makes me like, it's I couldn't so even funny. fathom like that. That's the skin or that. I don't even know. It's so <laughs> weird. And that, and then that progressed to sandwiches. Yeah. And it was a sandwich from Wawa and I would get the meat like heated or whatever, but yeah. like, so something about sandwiches. Oh my, there, I, <laughs> I, all the time. All every, I wanted was yes, a sandwich. And that was like, was do deli not tell meat. me you want to go to Wawa for dinner again. <laughs> like, deli meat yeah. and bread and like, oh. and I know you're not supposed to eat deli meat, but like that was, yeah. like, that was heated up. the I most amazing I thing. I think we're supposed to be giving people tips, not just talking about how we survived. Yeah. Um, I That's don't know. Okay. Are there tips somewhere in here? Um, I think no matter well, how many kids you have, one of my tips is it's going to knock you on your ass probably. Yeah. Like, and no matter how you remember it being, it's probably going to be worse than how your brain reminds mm-hmm. you of it being come second kid, third kid. I remember one of my most like favorite memories. So I worked through, I had a really intense job in real estate during my first pregnancy. And then I was staying home by the time I was pregnant with Alex. 
And Nathan was just intense and hard, but he was still napping every day. So we would all, I would nap with Nathan every single day. He would nap in my arms and in bed. Um, and it was wonderful um, mm-hmm. throughout the entire pregnancy until I had said baby. So I think that, um, you know, making a baby, especially in those first few months, is so taxing on yourself mm-hmm. and your body. You can just kind of let go of some of the other needs, especially yeah. when you're going from one baby to two babies or whatever. Don't clean the house when yeah. your other one is napping. Mm-hmm. Go sleep. You know, don't mm-hmm. worry if you're eating mac and cheese and chicken mm-hmm. nuggets for dinner because it's actually what you want, not what your kid wants. Eat it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think I say that I think where I was trying to get is I realized protein really helped me. Yep. And mm-hmm. I realized that. I struggled with the stomach acid, so mm-hmm. bread. And I remember with my twins, I literally, I would carry around a loaf of cinnamon raisin <laughs> bread. It's all, it's all I could stomach. It's all I wanted to eat. It was that. And then the other thing that helped me if we're on the topic of food and drink was mm-hmm. ginger beer. And I think it was the ginger combined with the carbonation yeah. that really helped me. Um, and then if people struggling with nausea, I had a lot of success with the C-bands with my twins. It at least kept me from not like... Cause I, I didn't, it wasn't just the nausea. Like I felt like I was going to fall over. Um, and that helped me a little bit there. So just, I just anybody can picture wanted to you, try some of those things. Just picture you with your big plastic bag of like Entenmann's, yep. like cinnamon raisin mm-hmm. bread that you just I like had, had just it in a bag. bag like and you, you had said, a bag like I would lay on the floor and, like, and take a nap and then I would somehow get myself to the kitchen to eat a slice of bread. Cause you had four other kids. I had four time. and I really don't remember that time and I don't know what they did, but I would lay <laughs> on the carpet and the TV was on and we were just trying to get through like 14 weeks. So, oh my, and it was my loaf even, of bread and my C bands and can't even imagine. Yeah. So we but. had, um, I don't know, I guess I was pregnant with Catherine. So I was pregnant with number, what is she? Five. And, um, we had, wonderful um woman named rose who helped us with nanny stuff but she also made dinner every night which was like the coolest most wonderful thing ever but the problem was is like all my previous pregnancies i would make for dinner what i could like stomach and sounded okay and i probably couldn't decide what that was until 4 or 5 p.m and i would instacart the stuff or we would do takeout or something like that but the problem with sweet rose making dinner every night as I had no idea what the smell was that I was going to walk into my house of and it was all like normal stuff Mm -hmm. but I remember one time I ended up on the front porch because I was like I cannot I walked into the house put one foot into the front door and was like oh my gosh I can't even go into my own house and so then I had to sit on the I sat on the front porch like literally until Eric got home from work it It was was, probably delicious it was like (laughs) sausage and peppers or like something I mean it was like it was fine it was great it was Mm -hmm. delicious she was so amazing to us and it was great but I I, Eric literally came home and he's like hey hun like the sun's setting like whoa why are you outside? And I'm like, I can't do it. Can't do it. I was like, I need you to go inside and you should open every window and every door. I said, because I, I will literally vomit all Mm -hmm. over the house. Um, but it's just so funny how like your body tolerates different smells and different things. And it wasn't all smells, but like if it was a food smell, it had to be the food smell that I needed it to be. Like I also learned like my first couple pregnancies that I couldn't put something in the crock pot in the morning. And come home and expect myself to be able to eat it for dinner at night Mm -hmm. because it would also smell and it wouldn't be the same thing that I'd want come dinner time. So bad. I told you about the story when I was working with the lady who brought the full fish with the eyeballs (laughs) intact. Hold on. Were you pregnant? (laughs) Yes. 
with Lennox. So like, no idea. Brand new. Like, you know, feeling like absolutely terrible. Do I want to throw up? Do I not? And I went in to go and get my lunch, which was like a sandwich. And there she was sitting with a friend and she had this full big fish. It's like 10, 12 inches long. Are you kidding me? Eyeballs intact, skin, everything. And I went straight back out the door, right to the bathroom and just lost it. Maybe no, no, just a no. Maybe don't bring a whole fish with eyeballs to an office kitchen. Gosh, I remember... That's so funny. I remember with Nathan, yeah, yeah. I was still selling real estate and I stopped at I stopped at Ucrops on the way home, which was a grocery store here back in the day in Richmond. Um, rest in peace, sweet Ucrops. But um I went to get Thanksgiving <laughs> leftovers because we hadn't cooked or something for Thanksgiving, but I desperately wanted just like leftovers. And I went and I got them and then something about the the smell in the place and everything and I got in the car and I threw up all over the parking lot and I just remember that because that was the only time I ever threw up in that pregnancy was after I went into sweet you crops yeah I don't know it's so it's so So hard hard. there were days where I'm like I just if I can sleep as much of the day then I don't have to feel what I'm feeling and I don't have to feel the nausea but then there were days where I would feel a little bit energy and I'm like you know if I if I can just get up and Mm -hmm. and do something like I might throw up well let me just be prepared I'll take a bag with me but just try to move some that day and maybe try to fill up the day which it's it's so much easier said than done when you're feeling absolutely terrible yeah um but I do think for most things movement can help not just 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 your brain and how you feel and all that um yeah I mean beautiful like like the weather is now maybe try to sit outside get some fresh air yeah I mean there are a lot of people (laughs) this is terrible i mean there are a lot of people that say like i i don't know i mean <laughs> there are people who say that like orgasms help i know that sounds terrible but i mean what does an orgasm not help um well i guess if you're at the end of your rope try I mean, it, 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 it i mean you've got the because energy. i was just thinking about how like when you move your body you know it releases endorphins uh-huh. some of the same stuff um there's also a link between there's a link both ways to breastfeeding helping the nausea and breastfeeding not helping the nausea whenever yeah. you breastfeed or you create milk you're probably going to lower your progesterone a little bit and it's because they don't know what actually causes yeah. the nausea whether it's hg or the i felt terrible i think that's or- i felt terrible because i was still nursing nels mm-hmm. and she was 18 months and I was like right in the thick of it, like 10, 11 weeks. And I, it made me want to. Mm-hmm. It was it was terrible. It was terrible. For some people, it, it helps so them, bad, which is really but interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's just different um, for everybody. I always found that I was more nauseous when I was tired. Um, so as I went through all of my different pregnancies, I would get more nauseous later in the day. So mine was less in the morning and more like come dinner time when... I had to get dinner on the table or kids into bed or something Mm. like that. Did you ever take any sort of, I know some people go and get some medication Yeah, because it's so bad. No, I did up my B6. Um, I took a B complex from like pregnancy four on um, with like my prenatals and stuff, which is like half of one of the drugs that they give now, which is like Unisom and B6, I think together. Um, so no, but I up the apparently the B complex or B vitamin can help as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't it's know also which kid. I think I got Zofran mm-hmm. and I took one pill. 
I was on the couch for like three hours. And was my that mom early said on? I literally looked like I was completely out of it. Yeah. It made me feel absolutely terrible. And so I, that was the only time I took it. I, I know that. It. But yeah, I mean, there are, it, it hit me not in a not in a good way. So I didn't continue taking that. But I know some people have had success mm-hmm. getting some help if it's really that bad. Yeah. You know, definitely, definitely. seek out your medical provider and. Yeah, and different See how to get some different help. physicians have different thoughts on mm-hmm. Zofran and different yeah. things. There've been different studies done, but there's definitely, um, you know, options out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me too, I think the more I went through kind of the years of pregnancy and the more early losses I had, I think that there was a lot of anxiety as well um, that played into it, um, and just in the idea that there were so many unknown things with the pregnancy stick, would it not? Mm-hmm. I also realized that I was like. A lot of those, a lot of the pregnancies, I was sick every other day. So I would have a good day and then I would have a bad day and then I would have a good day and really? then I would have a bad day. And a lot of people say that it's because your HCZ doubles every two days, but that still means it's going up every day. I don't know. But I would freak out on the days that I felt better because I was like, oh my gosh, am uh, I losing the pregnancy? Yeah. And then, you know, I would feel like ass the next day. But I remember that roller coaster was not a fun one to ride as well. Yeah. Um, but then normally by like, I wasn't a 12 weeker. Like I didn't just stop for me at 12 weeks, but normally by 16, 17, 18 weeks, mm-hmm. I, it's so crazy. Cause I would feel amazing. My energy would come back. My creativity would come back, you know? And then if I got through the 20 week, you know, ultrasound where there were hands and fingers and toes and organs and stuff, then yeah. it was kind of always smooth sailing for me until the end. I feel like we've talked about this before about, just the knowing like if yeah. for some reason you didn't know how much of it is mental and I'm not discounting mm-hmm. because yep. I physically felt terrible throwing up totally mm-hmm. get it but when it ties in with like the worry and the anxiety uh-huh. like how much that contributes to yep. like mm-hmm. signs of like physical distress like from stress yep. or anxiety or mm-hmm. worry and it's things like so that interesting. I don't think I ever would have not known I was mm-hmm. pregnant even if I didn't take a test like I because you felt terrible. terrible. I don't um, know. It's, it's interesting it's, with this this yeah. last one that was a surprise um, that didn't stick. I'll always wonder whether there was such a sense of peace in my mind with whether it came or went. Um, and that sounds a little like non-emotional. Um, but for me, it was such a surprise and I was so done that I was at this place of peace. Like if this is in the plan for us to have a seventh kid, then... It's going to be in the plan for us to have a seventh kid. But if my body was not going to hold on to it, my body was not going to hold on to it. And that was going to be okay too. So there was sadness and grief that I was going to continue that I could potentially be raising Mm -hmm. another child that I felt like I didn't have the emotional capacity to meet their needs, um, nor the other children's needs. That was pretty Mm -hmm. much where the majority of like kind of my, my grief came from was I didn't feel like I could be the best mom that I knew that I wanted to be for my kids to seven of them. I mean, you'd have to split me again. Um, But I was at a sense of peace with the idea that if it didn't stick, I was going to be okay. So I always wondered if I wasn't as sick with the pregnancy because of that, because there wasn't Mm -hmm. as much stress and anxiety about whether it was going to stick or whether it was going to be okay. Um, but then I lost it. So who knows? Maybe it was just that it never got out of the gates very well. But I mean, my body held on to it for an awful long time for that to have been the case. But yeah. who knows? Yeah. You know, it's always just such an interesting thing. But I agree. I think that there's something that happens to us. I think we become 
emotionally a mother as soon as we see the two lines on the test, which adds such a significant amount of stress and anxiety naturally because now your entire life is changing, whether it's one or two or three or four or number of kids you've had. Suddenly you're responsible for everything that goes into your body and how you behave and what happens and what does the next nine months look like. And then you start planning and it's just, it's a whole big thing. And there are physical effects from Mm -hmm. stress, anxiety and all that. Yeah. It's all interesting. You know, I mean, I think that there are blog posts everywhere. There's everything you can read. There's studies. But I think at the end of the day, um, you know, you just need to, in my opinion, just do what feels right. Like if you eat potato chips for dinner, Mm -hmm. just take your prenatal and eat potato chips for dinner. Yeah. You know, I remember a friend of mine couldn't stomach, couldn't stomach their prenatal. So they figured out they could eat like total cereal with some raisins and like a Flintstone vitamin and which Flintstone vitamins have a bunch of crap in them, but they realized that they could do that together. And it was the same as what they were getting from, from a prenatal, you know, Mm -hmm. like just, I think, we can lessen some of the effects, not for the people who have like the severe, severe effects, but I think we can maybe lessen some of the effects by, you know, truly coming to terms with what's happening and talk about some of the emotional aspects of what's happening inside of our body Mm -hmm. too, and take a nap yeah, and eat whatever you want. And if you have the the means and resources to get some help, or Mm -hmm. if you are around family, once again, asking for help, I know it's not always easy, but yeah. To try and take care of you if, if you can't take a nap or a rest or yeah. whatnot if you have other kids. Yeah. You know. But in some ways the only way through it is through it, you know, yeah. and normalizing it's that it. it's a really, really crappy time for most people and it's a hard time and yeah. it's overwhelming and it's tiring and it's sick and it's mm-hmm. sometimes feels like there's not a light at the end of the tunnel. But um Yeah. You get there. Time keeps moving forward and for most people it does get better. Cool. Thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs>